Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The pandemic is still in full swing, but we could be seeing a bounce back in our economy. Human resource consultancy ADP just released a national jobs report. It shows private sector hiring is picking up. The U.S. economy created 568,000 jobs in September, mostly in the service and goods sectors. But we're not out of the woods yet. Millions of Americans remain unemployed, despite a record number of job openings. The recovery has eluded some of us. ADP's chief economist, Neela Richardson, broke down the numbers for us. And Dow Jones economists thought we'd get about 425,000 jobs back this month, but we got 568,000 jobs. It was past bad news that led to today's good news. There was a big depression in job gains in August, and we all saw that tied to the Delta variant. But as COVID cases and COVID conditions have gotten a little bit more under control in August, we're definitely out of the woods, but under more under control, we saw that there was a return to a pickup in hiring, especially, as you noted, service providing sectors. And in particular, it's really the leisure and hospitality. They've been the hero. That sector has been the hero of, of the jobs recovery. It created 226,000 jobs in September. That shows that there's more comfort with health conditions on the ground. So here's what we talked about yesterday on the show, Neela. A very odd situation right now, the fact that there are more jobs available than unemployed people. Why? Right. Well, the answer to that question is quite complex. There is a record number of job openings. Now, the path from a just a job opening to a hire is long and arduous. We see the openings and we see the monthly hiring numbers from mm-hmm. ADP and from BLS, but there are several steps in between, and those steps are filled with bottlenecks like uh, where is the job opening advertised? Is it a, on a major search site? How is that job opening filled? Is it through an AI that might be looking for keyword searches? Does the person on the other side of that job announcement have the ability to apply uh, by a computer or to do a virtual interview? A lot of the times that's still being required. And all the steps in between when it comes to the skills associated with that job and whether that job opening is actually viable, meaning they really plan to fill it, that's, right. that's an open question. So there's a lot of steps in between an announcement and a hire. And we're seeing that the bottlenecks, especially the ones that are specific to the pandemic, like lack of childcare for women trying to re-enter into the jobs market, may be present for now. Um, hopefully they will fade, though, over time. Well, tell us more about what sectors saw the most growth in September. Uh, it's going back to, to leisure and hospitality, but I'll, I'll start, though, with the goods sector, because we did see that the goods producing sector actually did well during uh, September, created 102,000 jobs. We saw increases in construction and manufacturing. Construction is starting to reflect the housing boom that has been seen across the country, and we're seeing the results of that finally in the jobs market. Manufacturing has been holding up well despite supply shortages, and so that's good. Another good indication of hiring in the future. On the service side, though, it's really restaurants uh, and bars that are leading the charge. It's a a 
big sector of the economy and it's responsible for a lot of hiring. So what's limiting hiring in the sector is labor shortages, ironically, with mm-hmm. still 5 million jobs yet to be recovered. There are some areas of the economy that just can't find workers. Why do we have so much growth in leisure and hospitality while there's an ongoing pandemic? Well, this sector is poised for gains because it was hit hardest by the pandemic. We found at ADP that leisure and hospitality before the pandemic represented about 11% of the total number of employees, but it took about 40% of the losses. So the reason why growth has been so strong was because that sector was knocked down so hard early on in the pandemic, and there's a lot of jobs still left to be recovered. And there were no leisure and hospitality jobs in August which yeah. is the summer. I, Were you concerned as an economist? It was highly unusual, and I was quite concerned. Okay. Yes, and so to see. Like, uh, that's not normal, numbers. is it? No, it wasn't normal to see uh, any net new jobs created in that sector. And remember that this sector is one of the most low-paying jobs. It has a lot of low-paying jobs associated with it, where we saw gains in August and it was in more high-paid jobs like engineers and architectures, business service. Uh, This time around, job gains are broad-based across sectors, but I have to note they are still uneven because for small businesses, they lost a lot of ground relative to large businesses. Large businesses uh, created 354,000 jobs. That's businesses with employees over 1,000, but small businesses only 63,000. And it's really small businesses that generally drive hiring for the U.S. economy. Companies, it sounds like they hired a lot in September, despite this Delta variant that's kind of looming in the background. So were employers just willing to take the risk? Well, I I definitely think it's sector dependent and large businesses um, were able to navigate the concerns of the Delta variant. It looks like a little bit better, but also they're able to be more flexible about compensation, maybe even about remote and hybrid work. And so I think that also leans to the disproportionate ability for the larger businesses to hire in September. The last thing I'll note is that schools being back in session also means that there are more people to hire. Remember, this time last year, women left the labor force at four times the rate of men because many schools and daycares were closed. And so this time around, it looks like most schools have been able to keep the doors open. And that's helped give women a little bit better chance of reentering the labor market. Though child care is still a concern. To that end, I want to talk a little bit more and get more specific on on who is getting these jobs. Are unemployment rates the same for everybody, Neela? No, absolutely not. In fact, uh, historically, the African-American unemployment rate has been twice that of the white unemployment rate. And that's especially true uh, at times when there are economic downturns. Before the pandemic, we were at a 50-year low in terms of the unemployment rate. And that took 10 years of economic growth and a 50-year low in unemployment before we started to see a narrowing of the gap in an unemployment rate between whites, blacks, and Hispanics. And so 
that's what happens in good times. But in normal or even bad economic times, we see much higher rates for African-Americans. And what the August report shows was really discouraging. It wasn't just a tie back to those historical trends. We saw that even though more African-Americans entered the labor market looking for work, unemployment rates still surge. So back to your original question, you know, we have a record number of job openings, but we still have bias in terms of hiring in the jobs market. Yeah, it's been hardest for black workers and black women specifically. That's right. So that's both, right? It's It's been hard for women in general. This has been called a she recession because of the disproportionate impact on women and women who were over-concentrated in many of the jobs that took the greatest hits tied to leisure and hospitality. And also for African-Americans where our communities were hit very hard by the pandemic, especially early on. Neela, when you look at the numbers, are you encouraged by this month's report? When I look at health conditions on the ground, and every time I, it looks like we're seeing signs of improvement, that the numbers are going in the right direction, then I'm encouraged about the recovery. And I think that we'll see solid job gains ahead. But what the pandemic has also done is highlighted disparities within the labor market itself. I think they're fixable, but I think it takes intentionality. There, there are some things that we can't just give time and allow it to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. We need to have the resources to make sure that the most vulnerable and the most impacted groups within the labor market are included in the recovery and not left out of it. And that the type of job growth that you've described so far, are we seeing it all over the country or is it only in certain pockets? You know, we are seeing it in a broad-based way. That's, again, uh, encouraging. And up until uh, the September report, we were seeing it across firm size. So this is a, a, a troubling trend that we're going to keep our eye on because uh, if you look at the 10 years of economic expansion, it was small firms that created two-thirds of the net new jobs. So we want them to continue that role. And many of the support services tied to small firms, like the Paycheck Protection Program, are fading. So the question is, as the economy gets more independent, as growth slows in the second half of the year, will our small firms in every geography would be able to contribute to job gains in the same way that they did in the first half of the year. And this slowdown that we're seeing in job gains compared to the second quarter, is that because of current pandemic trends? It's partially because of that. If you'll recall, the Delta variant started to increase notably in in late July. I feel like I can't keep track of this Delta variant. It's doing its own thing. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Um, But it's also... To, due to the fact that economic growth in general is slowing in the second half of the year. Remember, there was a lot of federal spending, even in as late as March, direct payments to consumers, an extension of enhanced employment and unemployment insurance benefits. That all led to spending, not all of it, some of it to savings, but a lot of it was spent by consumers. Consumers were confident. As the pandemic has worn on, we've seen a retraction in that confidence among consumers, a little bit of a pullback in spending, which is dampened overall economic activity and kind of slowed the pace of job gains in the second quarter, excuse me, in the third quarter. The ADP has released these monthly job reports for about 15 years now, Neela. Is this moment similar to that bounce back from the 2008 recession, or would you say that this is just a beast of its own? You know, 
every recession is different. And I think that the pandemic recession is unprecedented. You know, I was back there in the 2007, 2009 recession. I, I well remember it. And we were saying the same thing then. It was unprecedented yeah. to have a global financial crisis tied to the U.S. housing market. This is different. One of the differences I think you'll see is that there are lasting scars with the pandemic-induced recession, even though it was very, very short, very quick downturn, and then pretty solid growth because of all the government spending thereafter. But there are structural changes that are still happening. We still have one, which is good maybe, uh, more acceptance about hybrid and virtual work, which has drove a lot of changes in terms of where people plan to live out their careers. We've seen changes within industries like retail as more people feel comfortable shopping online instead of going into a store. Those changes have been accelerated. So within all of this recovery, there are long lasting effects. The last one, one of the ones that is troubling is the one we, we've already discussed, the pandemic's role in impacting women and women of color and people of color. You think that this report is a sign then that we are maybe heading in the right direction? Yes, I think we continue to make progress towards the recovery. It won't be even. We might get some bumps along the way, but I do think as an economy, especially as the virus is contained and more people are vaccinated, we will continue to see solid job gains. But these structural shifts within the economy deserve some attention as well. That is Neela Richardson. She's chief economist at the ADP. Neela, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.